Blog Talk Radio. Hey, we're Farah Angelina, and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. Uh, hi, listeners, and welcome to a kind of a special edition of, of Weekdays with Murph. Um, we're coming to you an hour earlier than usual, which is is uh, is different in and of itself. But um, today on the show, we welcome country music industry insider uh, Marissa R. Moss. Uh, we'll talk with with Marissa about her uh, her uh, career writing for uh, Rolling Stone, Country, and Billboard, as well as the the uh, many other uh, career accomplishments she's had, and uh, and we'll. We'll uh, get into uh, how she got got uh, got got into uh, covering the uh, uh, country industry. Um, this, um, this is going to be a fun show, folks. I can already tell. And with that, um, let's go ahead and welcome uh, uh, the lovely uh, Marissa Moss to the show. Hey, Marissa, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, um, thank you for doing this today. Sure, I'm happy to do it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, as I said in the intro, and I was reading, and I was reading your, your, a career resume, this thing is impressive. (laughs) I guess, that's nice of you to say. I mean, uh, let's just go over it here. Appearances on the the uh, Today Show, um, Entertainment Tonight. I mean, how much bigger can you possibly get than those two? A lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's cool. I'm I'm just happy to have any place where I can do do work that matters. That's really it, you know. Uh, and mm-hmm. and. and and we're the same way on the show. I mean, I mean, I know that 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 uh, we both are uh, a big, big supporters of the women of country music, uh, and and that's one thing that that I highly respect you for. Well, thank you, and likewise, it's it's a very important um, it's a very important thing to bring focus to right now. It always has been, but it's very exciting seeing so, everyone uh, engage. Yeah. Right. Uh so uh before we get into uh into uh um what I've got a plan today, uh um just tell everybody uh how you got into this whole whole uh, journalism field in the first place. Um wow. I was one of those kids that knew exactly what I wanted. I always wanted to be a writer, and uh, specifically a music journalist, which I know didn't want to make music, I heard about it, and observe lives, and um, talk about um, culture, and I... uh, 
follow that path in any way that I could. And it took a long time to get here and to be, you know, it's not easy to make a living as a writer, especially these days. So it took a long time to get to a point where I could support myself only on writing. I've done a lot of stuff to pay my rents and mortgages over the years. Um, but I stuck to it and, uh, here I am. Awesome. Uh, uh, now, um, I know you, you've written for, uh, um, Rolling Stone Country and Billboard, which are two of the, the, uh, uh top music magazines out there. Uh, um, were you always interested in country music or, or, uh, how did that happen? Well, I grew up in New York City mostly. So at the time, country music wasn't the most popular thing going on in New York. But I and I was followed that path, I would say, to country music. Um, you know, sort of came in through the Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan. And uh, <clears throat> my brother was actually super into country music played in bluegrass and old time bands in Brooklyn back in the and uh, so as all little sisters do you follow your especially your older brother wherever they go so uh and, uh, three spots. Uh, you're 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 uh, breaking up just a little bit. Oh, can you hear me now? Yep, we got you now. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, uh. Let me ask you this. Um, uh, um, you're now living in Nashville, if I'm correct. Correct. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, being such a, a music town as Nashville is, and I know New York is artsy and they're, they're a musical too in their own way, but, uh, 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 what is the is the uh, the biggest thing you've learned covering country music in Nashville? The biggest thing I've learned covering country music in Nashville. Wow. Um, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it was pretty clear to me early on that there were a lot of stories here that weren't told. Um, and so when I landed in Nashville eight years ago, I was writing about everything. I was writing about rock music that was going on here. Um, and I was also writing about country music and, but sort of became very aware first off of the fact that women weren't being played in country radio. I mean, I'd always known about that, but when you're, you're in Nashville, it's very, you know, you can't escape it if it's something that you're concerned about. And um, I think I just realized that there are so many stories that aren't told and so many voices that aren't heard here. 
Um, and that was what I wanted to sort of commit myself to. Whether you know, I'm I'm not really interested in you know a takedown or review of one particular artist. I'm much more interested in like holding holding power structures um, accountable. And that was something I wanted to do here in Nashville. Yeah, uh, and and I've read a lot of the stuff you've written, and and I've got to tell you, I love your writing style. Oh, thank you. You're very nice. <laughs> you know, I'm especially um, uh, your 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 uh, articles on artists themselves. I mean, it's like you're right there with the artist, you know. Well, thank you. That's a that's a very nice thing to hear because that's kind of what uh, what you want to get across. You want that's what I used to love. I remember when I would read, you know, Rolling Stones when I was growing up, and you're so invested and interested in these artists, and you they do these works of brilliance that mean so much to your life and help you understand who you are as a person, and to get to see a glimpse of them that makes you realize that they're more human and feel like you know them in a different kind of way was just kind of what I lived for and uh, still do. So anytime I can kind of give back a little bit of that is really important to me. And, and, and that's the same way, the same way with me in this podcast. I mean, uh, 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 sure. I'm, I'm interested in, in, uh, in, uh, what the artist does uh, music-wise and career-wise, but I also want to bring you guys a little bit more of the uh, the uh, a human side of the artist, like like the the uh, person behind the artist, if that makes any sense. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's a a really important thing to do, um, and a really valuable thing. Yeah, and and. Uh, and some of my uh and some of my uh, favorite conversations have been exactly that i mean i mean uh, i'm gonna uh i took my own horn here a little bit it, but that's okay but uh, uh okay. i love those conversations where where um, the artist gets gets uh just brutally honest with themselves and and really opens up to you. Yeah, and that's that's a great function of a podcast or a feature story or you know, that's kind of there's a lot of debate now about what function there is for music journalism, especially now when you you know, you don't read an article or a review just um to help inform whether or not you're gonna buy something because you can stream it. So obviously the function of Journalism has changed, but I would say that it's still just as essential for that reason. Um, mm-hmm. So keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I've got some some kind of uh, I sort of on that subject. I've got some kind of fun get to know you questions. If you're all right with that, sure. Awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, I always ask this of 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 
for the artist I interview and and I've asked a few uh, um, um, industry insiders like yourself, Beth, but if you could go back and change anything about your career uh, thus far, would you and uh, what would it be? Hmm. Wow, we're getting intense right off the bat, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the <tower>. uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm going to be thinking about this one for a while now. Anything I could go back and change about my career? Wow. Hmm. Be a man? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I know it made things easier. Um, Anything I could have changed about my career? I'm. The crazy thing about this question is, there's probably about 500 things. I mean, there's the there's all kinds of ways that you could answer this question, I guess. But when I first, um, when I, when I graduated from college, I was trying to get a job in journalism and I was in New York city in the, during the recession and it wasn't an easy time to get a job in journalism. And the ones that were out there only wanted to pay very little money. So I ended up taking a job as a receptionist um, at a children's clothing company in times square area it was sort of more like port authority but anyway um and i'm a really hard worker i will stay in there and do whatever it takes to get the job done all the time um but i had a pretty horrible boss there that um ended up you know saying and doing some inappropriate things and i regret hanging in there longer than i should have because I thought that I had to work hard and I had to hang it out, you know, stick it out. Um, I should have quit months ago, months, months earlier than I actually did. So I'll say mm-hmm. that's, that's not a happy moment, but it's the, yeah. I guess it's the real one that comes to mind. Oh, and a quick side note before, before we move on, uh, my former co-host actually graduated uh, from the same college you did. Oh yeah. Mhm. Sure did. Of course, he he, uh, he uh, went into accounting, but still, same college. Oh yeah, was he in Stern at NYU? I went to NYU. I have. Uh, he's he's. I told me before, but I forgot. I know. We'll have to do Terrible. some online reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh okay. So uh here's another big question for you. I know. Um oh boy, okay. I'm full of big questions today. <laughs> I'm full of big big uh questions that 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 make you think. So so uh, here we go. Uh when everything's said and done with your journalism career and you've you've pretty much done it all, uh what is one thing that you'd like to be uh, remembered for, uh, or 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 what a legacy would you like to leave in the industry? Mm. Well, I still hope I have a lot to do, so it's even hard to put myself in this position. But I think it's. I would like to be remembered as someone who 
fought for the truth and fought for people to be accountable, fought for great art, um, and a good mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, that's obviously number one. Being a good mom is obviously number one. But anyway, uh, okay. You know, and and the reason I ask that question is uh, I know I told you offline that that the show is is uh is celebrating seven years next week, which is beyond crazy. But uh, yeah, uh I've kind of been thinking about about uh my own legacy in the radio slash podcast world and I think uh beyond anything I do, uh whether whether I get to interview a major artist or or independent artist or whatever I think I gen I genuinely want to be known as just as a, just a good dude in this industry. Mm. That that's a good that that's a noble goal. I think you'd be surprised how many how low that tends to be on the list. But for the people oh, yeah. that stick around, and, hopefully, it's clear that that's their goal. And uh, and. And for a uh, podcast host like myself, uh, I, I've actually had had several former guests who have uh, turned to podcasting themselves and have uh, reached out to me and said, and said, you know what? Um, you inspired me to do this. And that for me, that's as good as it gets right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're passing it on. Yeah, and 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 I feel a lot too that uh, speaking of of the podcast and and the people we have on, I'm going back to what you said about about uh, people not um, uh, not, uh, not necessarily uh, getting a chance to be heard. You know, uh, that's a goal that that I set for the podcast long ago. Uh, I want this place to be a a safe place for for uh, uh, people to come and uh, and share their stories uh, in an industry where where um, they may not uh, have had that kind of an opportunity, you know. Yeah, yeah. We need more. We need more room for that. It's really important. And, and yeah, and. And I'll and I will literally do everything in my power uh, to make that happen because uh, this is an industry that that I have have uh, so much love and respect for. Yeah, well, I'm glad you are. It's very needed. Okay, so uh, 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 whether uh, in your uh, personal life or uh, professional uh, journalism career. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Best advice? Hmm. Obviously work hard, but that's kind of boring. Uh, and get rid of your ego while still believing in yourself and learning that those are two different things. 
the ego isn't necessary mm-hmm. for confidence. Um, getting rid of your ego when it comes to listening to your editor and not taking criticism and edits personally, it's a really hard thing to do as a writer. Initially, you're like, your reaction is to um, just kind of get angry and insulted when you get like an edit of, of your work. And uh, it takes a long time to realize that it's not a personal thing. It's just you're trying to make the work better. They're trying to make the work better. Um, and to kind of put your ego aside for the, you know, the better story. Um, that was, I think, one of the most valuable things I've learned along the way when it comes to just plain old journalism. You know, I'm glad you brought that up about ego because because in my mind, there are uh, two types of ego in my mind. Um, the ego that says, hey, I'm better than you and I'm better than you, and I know it. And the ego that says, "I'm confident in my abilities and and what I can do." Mhm. Yeah, they're they're definitely different. You know, ego <laughs> is is something you need to be cautious about. Self confidence is something you need to take ownership of. I think, especially right. as a woman in this industry, um, it's. It's a fine balance because I think if you have confidence, it can often be translated as having an ego. So a lot of women, myself included, pull back and are afraid to appear confident. Uh, I've been working on that a lot. Um, so it, you, you have to find that balance. And and I know this is probably uh, one of the uh, tougher questions, but but – because I know they're 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 all your babies, but uh, a favorite article that you've ever written? Oh boy! <laughs> well, I mean, I would say one of the things that I'm most proud of writing is a, a story I did about the culture of sexual harassment um, at country radio and country radio tours. I wouldn't say it's a favorite because it was really difficult to write and just difficult to learn about, but I'm proud of what it did and proud of putting that out there. Um, so I guess I would say I'm most proud of that one, but it's hard to say favorite. You know, I wish you know, I didn't have to write it. I wish know, it didn't have to exist. Right. You know, I, I, I read that article and, and, I have to, I have to commend you for how much guts that took. Well, thank you. Uh, I was just a vehicle for it, so I I would give the the guts to the women that the people the, the women that spoke with me for the story. Um, and but thank you. Yeah, and uh, I know I couldn't have done that because I'd have been like, I'd have been like. I need a break from this. This is this is not going to print. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I uh, the night before it ran, I kind of sat down with my husband and I was like, "Well, I don't know what's going to happen when this runs. I don't know if, if we'll be able to live in Nashville <laughs> anymore." But <laughs> we both kind of agreed that we were okay with that because 
<laughs> you know, if you're not if you're not doing work, sometimes it makes you wonder if there are going to be people that are upset enough with it to make you feel that way. Maybe you're not doing enough, you know. Right, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up too because because uh, I feel like uh, if 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 you if you don't have 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 any haters, you're not doing any uh, uh, you're not doing something right. Yeah, that is. I mean, especially one thing I noticed about Nashville early on is that there's there's just not enough people who are willing to be critics of country music, um, whether yeah. it's a an honest critique of a record um, mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a, an honest critique of the systems here or the music row or executives and the choices that are made. I tend to focus more um, on the latter, but, you know, I, I wish there were more. That was, I was so excited when Rolling Stone Country launched here because we just needed more, needed people to be more um, you know, just more perspectives on country music that wasn't just kind of just fed out of a press release. Uh, okay, and and I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I actually live about about three hours west of Nashville, so uh, so I tend to go pretty much every opportunity I get. It's my absolute favorite city in this world. Oh, nice. Do you live in and, East or West Tennessee? Uh, uh, West Tennessee, sort of close to to uh, uh, close to Jackson, Tennessee, if you know where that is. Oh, nice. Yeah, great area. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and I actually, I have family that lives about a uh, ten minutes outside of the city, in the uh, Bellevue area. Uh, and and I go there uh, pretty much every chance I get, and and it's always nice to uh, have a couch to crash on when I visit, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but but uh, but what I wanted to ask, and 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 I know there are are uh, are sharks in uh, sharks in the industry. Um, um, there's sharks in podcasting. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's sharks in radio, but but I feel like probably 85 or 90 percent of the uh, of the country industry there in Nashville are are genuinely good people. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I just it, it it's always a lot of good people, and then folks at the top who become too greedy or too um, comfortable with the amount of power that they have and the income stream that they have, right? You know, it's like people are always talking about Spotify, and I actually just did a, a report on Spotify for MPR. And, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, they're 
it's just it's always with companies like that there's there's so many wonderful people that really love music working at the ground level at all these places Mm -hmm. you know it's just a Mm -hmm. problem with the you know how condensed power is at the top and that applies to politics that applies to music and um yeah there are so many great people in Nashville and and most of them are great it's just when we when we start when we start talking about corporate greed and hoarding power and all of that that right. um that changes right and I get it i mean i mean uh unless you said it's like that with with uh, pretty much every industry and I get it i mean uh but but the people that 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 I've come in contact with, um, um, yourself included, are are just uh, the absolute best people. Yeah, there are tons of great people in this city that really believe in music, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, I've met uh, people, and uh, and and I've met people from. Uh, Reba, uh, Barbara Mandrell, uh, a bunch of the 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 uh, the uh, 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 superstars of this industry, and um, uh, Barbara Mandrell is the absolute sweetest person on on this planet. Oh yeah, I've never met her, but um, her and Reba are. <laughs> Her and yeah. Reba are two of the sweetest women probably ever. Uh, um, I've never you know, met Reba and, either. I've never interviewed her. <laughs> and and as big a star as, as they are, specifically Barbara Mandrell, uh, um, she actually took the time to to uh, sit down and talk with me for about a ten minutes or so, which I thought was incredible. Yeah, yeah, the. The, uh, so many of the great ones realize that, again, letting your ego get in the way is not a recipe for building a long-term legacy. And uh, right. whether they like it or not, part of that includes talking to people like us, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, and here, um, uh, um, I'm listening a year ago, I met uh, William Michael Morgan backstage at the Opry. He's another good dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. For right, sure. Okay. So, uh um a couple more questions for you. Uh, and then I think we're gonna gonna uh, wrap things up, okay? Uh Sounds you know, good. uh you know, as a creative person, I oh, which I know you um you obviously are creative. What inspires or 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 motivates you? I mean, whether it's it's seeing people succeed or whatever. Uh, um, um, what inspires you? What inspires me? What inspires me? Wow. Um, I mean, a great song. <laughs> I don't know. It's. <laughs> Those moments, I mean, for me, like, and in in part of what, it seems so simple, but 
I have those moments weekly where you hear a great song and you realize that just those moments where you realize that we're all human and everyone goes through the same questions um, <laughs> and ask the same things about why we're here and what love means. And that keeps me going. That inspires me to, to want to, you know, just to be around that and to remember that we're all human. Um, nothing does that better than music for me. I mean, there's nothing else on earth. I agree completely with that. I, I, I agree completely. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm getting back to uh, what you said about, about uh, hearing a great song and having that inspire you. I was at the uh, the uh, Eric Church show back in May at, at Nissan Stadium. And let me tell you, uh, yeah, me too. Hearing fifty, <laughs> hearing fifty plus thousand people singing, 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 um, um, um the outro to uh, Springsteen gave me chills. Mhm. Yeah, that that was a great show. Like, that was a great show. I was like, this dude is holding fifty thousand plus people in the palm palm of his hand right now. How does he do it? You know. Yeah, there's no one like the chief. That's for sure. But exactly. You know, part of what makes his music so great is that he he does that. He does that mm-hmm. so well. Find those you know, moments and <laughs> questions about life and, and brings them together, whether it's in a big, or you know, arena rock song or right. something kind of out there, something traditional country. He he does that really well. And obviously, when you can yeah. sell out Nissan Stadium um, and hear your song sung back to you, you know it's working. <laughs> yeah. And that medley he did of of – a piano man and and all those others. I was like, I almost cried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's wild. He uh, there's no one quite like him. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, I think with that. Uh, um, I've got just 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 uh, one more question for you before we wrap. Uh, is there anything that we uh, we uh, haven't covered today that you'd like to talk about? Uh, anything we haven't covered today? Well, I told Twitter that we would just talk about the high women for the entire time. So it's okay <laughs> that, that we didn't do that. <laughs> and let's talk about the high women real quick. Uh, I'm so glad to see see uh, four women in, the, in in this industry band together and basically say say uh, and, and basically say screw everybody, we're doing this our way. Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? <laughs> it is, and and, uh, and 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 how how quick they've blown up. I mean. Uh, 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 we first heard uh, talks of of the 
High Women coming out, what was it, last year, I think? Yeah, I think it was at the beginning, maybe at the beginning of the year in, like, January-ish, something like that. Yeah. And they've just absolutely taken over, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it's easy to get caught up in what they stand for. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so important in their, you know, they're, they're, they're warriors out there in this. But you also oh, yeah. have to remove yourself and just listen to the music and be like, wow, this is actually a collection of amazing songs. It's an amazing movement for, yeah, it's an incredible movement for women um, and about inclusivity and, and, and trying to force change on the industry um, mm-hmm. just by existing, you know, but it's also incredible right. art, um, which is just cool, you know. <laughs> you know, and and maybe you can 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 speak to this better than I can, but but I love how um, um, ever since the whole whole uh, tomatoate incident, which we won't talk about anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, ever since that ever since that uh crap storm started rolling, uh I feel like the women of naturalists have, have have said, you know what? We've had enough and let's do something about it. Yeah. I hope I feel like we're seeing that this year more. I mean, there's been so much talk ever since that incident we do not speak of and do not wish to give yeah. platform to. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the high women, you have groups like, you know, women, and you have, uh, you have groups like Women Online, and you have amazing reports coming out that are really charting the disparity of women on country rating and holding people accountable, um, you know, like Dr. Jada Watson, the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, and of course you have changed the conversation, and you have the high women, and Blanny's before that, and you have our Native daughters, and you have all these so much, just so many different voices and people pushing the conversation forward, pushing great songs forward, um, that you hope you hope it's all going to amount to something, you know. What I really love to see, and this came out recently, is is uh, is the brand new label uh, that that a Madison Kozak is signed to. It's a it's a female run label, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah, that's a just another one. You know, more people taking risks and and finding ways to to advocate and be allies and. Um, you know, change the conversation, so to speak. I, I, I you know, uh, and and we're over here doing our part on the podcast, and 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 I just wish I could do more. Well, you you're doing it. We all wish we could do more. It's human nature. You know. So, you know, and and uh, 
I've been a huge uh, a fan of the uh, of the women of country for. Um, I remember when when country radio was dominated by uh, Trisha Yearwood, uh, Shania Twain, um, Dixie Chicks, uh, all those incredible women, and 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 that's. Uh, And that's what what I'm trying to do in in my own little way uh, to uh, to uh, help 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 get it back to that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think if if enough people and uh, enough people in positions of power and men join in on that, then we'll. I think start to see some change. I hope. I, I hope so. And and I know you mentioned uh, uh, Dr. Jada Watson earlier in October, uh, and I haven't officially announced this yet on the show, but um, so you guys are getting an exclusive. But uh, in October, uh, October seventh, actually, Dr. Watson. Um, we'll be on this podcast with me. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, you'll you'll love talking to her. She's she's brilliant, and the work that she's doing is so important. So I'm glad to hear that. I'll be listening. I cannot wait. I mean, I mean, I've read some of her her studies with with uh, the Women of Music Action Network there in Nashville, and. And I'm excited to have her on and talk to her about this. Yeah, she's great. She's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, 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 um, I think we're gonna uh, wrap things up here. But uh, I thank you again for doing this. This was just a great conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate all your uh, really thoughtful questions. Absolutely, and 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 you know you're always more than welcome back on the show anytime you want to come back home, and and I'd love to have you again sometime. Oh, well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, so I think we're gonna uh, gonna I let you go and let you get get uh, back to being a mom and everything. So uh, um, I'll I'll talk to you later. Okay, Marissa. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely uh, Marissa Moss. Uh, um, that was an interview that that I'd been so waiting on, and I'd been I've been so looking forward to. And it was was such a great conversation. Um, okay, so big big news. Next Tuesday at 4:30 Central is the show's seven-year anniversary, and 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 we're going to have some hopefully some major 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 surprises and and great people calling in. Um, so I think with that, I think I'm going to um in the episode right here. And you've been listening to. Good days with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.